Welcome to Ministry Leaders Anonymous. My name is Chris Bartlett. And I'm Matt Rice, and we hope to provide a moment of sanity during a busy week of ministry. Sort of busy. Um, We've both worked in ministry (laughs) for over uh, 20 years and have seen just about everything. And as damaged as we are, we're ready to bring light to the hurts, hopes, and hungers that every minister has. Why did you like totally like lose all energy on that second part? Well, it's just, just everyone is at home. Like everyone is quarantined. I just about seen it all. <laughs> I was like, why did you turn into a robot? With uh, no not, not a robot. That was me being sad. So I'm an extrovert, <laughs> oh. Matt. I am an extrovert. I love interacting with people. And now I can't even like I had a meeting the uh, you know last week, and I went to go shake the guy's hand, and then we had this freeze like literally like a foot apart. Our hands were about to shake, and we paused, and we both, are we allowed to do this? And so I went for the fist bump, he went for the elbow hit, and I just touched his elbow. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird time. It's a weird time. It is. Um, yeah, this is this is crazy. You know, I was talking about, to my wife about this. <clears throat> my wife is a physician, and one of the things she said was that we we actually have no idea if the precautions that we are taking right now are extreme or if they are in, if they're not enough. Like we just don't know. We don't know what the effects of the coronavirus are going to have. Like to some of us, what what's going on seems extreme. It seems like we have lost our ever living minds because we're canceling all this stuff. But then to others, it seems like not enough. Like my my cousins have a, an immunosuppressed child. Yep. And and they're like, dude, this is for real. Our kid could die if if he gets contact with anyone. My nephew's doctor, similar situation, except he said, your kid will die. Yeah. Absolutely. He said, "Will you will absolutely die because his his issue is in the lungs." Well, and, and what got me was when Wesley kind of explained, "It's like it's the lungs. People survive because they're put on ventilators. We don't have enough ventilators for everyone to be on a ventilator, right? You know, or for like a, a huge influx of people to be on ventilators. So people are like in in certain countries, they are picking who lives and who dies. It's wartime type medical care they're given. Oh, you are like." young and able-bodied and have a lot of future ahead of you, you get a lung machine. Right. You know, you're old, you don't. You know, it's it's just crazy. And so it like I think so I'm starting to understand why we are putting so much precaution. And it's it's mostly so that we slow the the progress of this thing rather than letting it all hit at once. Cause it, like if it if it rolls out slowly, then we can handle the I don't know, people coming in, people coming out, people coming in, people coming out. But if everybody hits at once, then we can't handle that. Sorry, we, we completely didn't segue into this like I wanted to. But guys, <laughs> like we got like crazy stuff going on here. <laughs> and and we're, we want to talk about it because it's on everybody's minds. It's affecting ministry in, across the board. We've got dioceses, like whole dioceses that are, that are saying, that are canceling mass for the whole month. Which is to us, like to me, seems like wow. I never thought that would happen. I never thought we would get to that point. Right. Yeah. And uh, everyone's an expert on some aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Matt's an expert because his wife is a physician, right? And and I've I, got a friend that's another. I, I I have an infectious disease doc friend, and so I've got more stuff from him too. I've been, yeah, I've been getting emails like hold your <laughs> breath, and if you can hold your breath for ten seconds, then you don't have it. If you're feeling sick, because it affects the lungs, and you won't be able to hold your breath. I. <laughs> 
I held my breath for two minutes last night just to see if I could. And so I'm okay right now. But here's the crazy thing. Oh, yeah, that's thing. the test, Chris. You're okay. I, <laughs> I've, never been, I've never been okay. I get where you're going. Different podcast, though. We'll bring Roy back for that one. Sorry, Chris. I was making fun of you because you were talking about breathing deep and everybody talking about doing their thing. Like, oh, I know what to do here. I know what to do. You should do this. You should do that. Um, people are crazy. I mean, people are buying, like, there's no more toilet paper, people. This is nuts. I don't know what the world's going to be like a week from now. The stock market's in a bear market. Um, right now, there's four or five states that have canceled school uh, for at least a couple of weeks in t- or and a couple for the rest of the semester. And uh, and then there's uh, one diocese right now that has said no more masses here in the United States. And that's actually the Diocese of Little Rock, which is an entire state. The diocese is the state of Arkansas. And so, um, so th- I mean, it's, it's crazy. There are some opportunities that exist. I believe, right now, and some prayer that needs to be had in the midst of this opportunity. The domestic church must be strengthened during this time. Christ must be invited intimately into the domestic church because, for example, in areas where people aren't going to Mass or Mass is canceled, the domestic church will be their primary experience of church. Yep. Now, now take a minute. The domestic church should be the primary experience of church for the average person, uh, the average family anyways, right? Yeah. But yeah. but it's not typically the only experience of church. Yes, and, and think about that. If, if that. if the domestic church is the only experience of church, what is your kid's experience of church going to be like this week? You know, what is the average young person's experience of, of church going to be like this week? And that's, that, that, I don't know, that's, now that you've said that, that's really interesting. Because it should be the primary experience of church. Right. Right? And so this just kind of tears open the veil to show how little that most of us have placed on that. But from where you're sitting right now as a ministry leader, you can do things to empower the domestic church. Right. What would it look like to send out information? Right. Not hand out information. Right. And not elbow to elbow. Um, but to send out information about what does a spiritual communion look like? Here's a prayer of spiritual communion. And then it's like also because what I can see happening here. So let's say mass is canceled this Sunday. So the church sends out information. Hey, guys, since we can't get together for mass, we're going to do this. And then next week, the, the mass is back on, and everybody was like, well, we did that last week, so now I don't have to go. I can do that this week, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. and it, <laughs> Like, there, I, we, we need to do something, no yeah, matter what. No, I mean, I just, I think that that mentality is completely wrong. If people needed an excuse to step away from the church... Coronavirus the, isn't it? <laughs> no, the sex scandal, like, they'd be gone. The people who are still around... They're still around for a reason. Like, there's no way that, uh, that oh my gosh, I, I, I learned that I could pray at home. Like, the people that are still going to Mass know that they can pray at home, right? Like, I just, like, I'm not the only one who would ask that question, Chris. You know, but there are people listening like, well, what's going to happen if? Like, what if? You know, so what if I teach them to do things at home? <laughs> then they'll stop coming to Mass. And it's like, no, that, that's not actually what's going to happen. That's, 
the, yes, that, that sounds very much like an abusive relationship. Like, I'm, I'm not going to empower you to do that. And you, you can't go to the store with the, the card. Uh, then, then you'll have access to our money, you know, whatever it is. You've got to like use me. Yeah. It's, it's got to be me. So codependency is not what the church is desiring in this season. <laughs> Intimacy with the Lord is still possible, even if we can't meet up in person, which is crazy for me, the extrovert. I miss you already. Like, I miss you already. Um, I'm blessed to have a large family, and uh, and so I, I, I do get my extrovert fix a little bit there. Um, but that, that's another piece is, yeah, I primarily work with high school students. Mm-hmm. How do we empower families? Because now I'm like, hey, why don't you do this with your with your high school students? And they're like, yeah, but what about my younger, you know, younger children? And how do we create opportunities in the information that we're sharing in the ways that we're seeking to empower the domestic church to where it's uh, adaptable to families that have a, a 12th grader and a fourth grader? Right. And, and that looks different, right? You can't just say, hey, here's a link to a Father Mike Schmitz video that the fourth grader will, will be like, I didn't understand half the words, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's complicated and it has to be intentional. But I believe that love can be really prevalent in this time if we can empower them effectively. Yeah. Yeah, I like it, you know, and um, I think that this can do a lot to, I don't know, this is going to do a lot to strengthen the domestic church. It's also, it, it has the potential to do a lot to strengthen, you know, even our church communities because they will see us tr- like not just saying, oh, great, I get another day off. Because that's sometimes the the ministry, <laughs> when when something happens, like there's a big storm and we, we say, oh, we tell all the youth or whoever we're meeting with that we can't meet because there's a big storm. It's kind of nice. You get an extra night. You know, you get a night to yourself and you're like, okay, cool. I get a night off. People are all that, excited. I'll sit down. I'll do some March Madness. Oh, wait. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> no March Can't Madness. Can't do that. Yeah. You know, and then that's another thing is like all of the other ways to entertain yourself other than consuming Netflix or whatever. Right. All of the other ways to entertain yourself are done. Like you, you, you have to stay, almost stay home, right? Yes, you say that, but today's youth culture has already created a lot of avenues to be able to engage without physical contact, right? So you look at some of the online gaming, you look at the social media, Snapchat and TikTok, Instagram, all those things you can have dynamic engagement without, without, without interaction, which again creates a new territory for us to enter into as missionaries, except almost every safe environment policy says that you cannot utilize those things in order to reach people. And that's kind of what I was getting at, you know, was the, you know, using, so we we can't see this as an opportunity to just take a night off or to take a day off or anything like that. Um, And it, it forces us, it forces the church, forces ministry leaders, I think, to learn how to do what young people have been doing for so long. You know, right. learn how to make use of the, you know, hyper interconnectedness that we have and and the online resources that we have and all that stuff. You know, it's you can set up a I mean, pretty simply, you could set up your own, you know, Facebook group and do Facebook live within that group and give a preaching, you know, to the people in your parish. Right. You can you could do a homily. 
like that way, you know, and, and it wouldn't be, you know, a Sunday liturgy, but you could do something like that that's live, that's direct to your people. Well, even uh, form.org, some parishes yeah. have a subscription, parish-wide subscription, and they have a lectionary-based um, teaching uh, process, and you could say, hey, mm-hmm. here's this, this weekend's reading. You know, yeah. it's neat that this is happening when we're in a time of Lent to go ahead and pull everything else away. Yeah. And and, and so that that's kind of cool. You know, they pulled away uh, the holy water recently um, from, from our fonts at the parish that I'm at in the diocese that we're at. And uh, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, because it's Lent. And they're like, no, it's actually a, a directive to help stop the spread of um, sickness, you know. But... There's still some challenges, and what I wanted to touch on is whether your diocese has um, limitations in one area or the other, there's still ways to communicate. There's always been ways to communicate, and uh, and so pick up the phone during this time and make a few calls. If that's what you're doing for ministry, like, hey, I would have been in the youth room or in the, in the classroom right now for an hour and a half. Take that same hour and a half and get a phone list and start calling and just being like, hey, I was calling to check in on Jason, Jessica, John, to see how they were doing today in the midst of all of this. That is, I mean, that is a great idea. Like, you've got, you've canceled your event, whatever it is. You've you've got classroom teachers. Typically, you know, the, the largest ratio you'll have is 20 to 2, right? Those two people could easily call the 20 that are in their class just to check in and th- see how things are going. Say, hey, since we couldn't meet for class, I wanted to go ahead and call anyway, talk to you about kind of what we were, what we were talking about today or whatever. You, you've got plenty of time. I like that idea. And then I get a list of prayer intentions that I'm going to email out to the entire class, right? Yeah. The other piece is to acknowledge that, hey, we're not just canceled, but we're canceled because of something that could be perceived as really scary. Yeah. Like that's where I think some ministry comes in, not just, hey, we have to work our ministry around the cancellations and some of the complications, but we also need to bring Christ into the fear, the anxiety. Like, how's it going? Well, we've got maybe another half roll of toilet paper, and we're really nervous about what life is going to look like tomorrow. <laughs> you know, we, we've gone on to a three squares um, rationing here at, in the Bartlett home, and uh, my poor son, he violated the other night, and we were like, come on, Benedict. And he just put his head in his hands like he felt so much shame. And I'm like, oh, gosh, it's just a couple more squares of toilet paper. What am I doing as a Are father? Are you kidding? I'm not even joking. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> in my mind, it's like if we run out of toilet paper, we've got like towels. <laughs> we can wash these towels. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's gross, but it's a whole lot better than rationing <laughs> three squares per kid. <laughs> I was sharing a story, not asking for a solution. I have stayed at your house and I have used your towels, Matt. Like this changes you used everything. Used my toilet paper. Well, no, these are washcloths. I'm talking about washcloths. Okay. This you is... may, you used way too much toilet paper when you came. It was way more than three squares. <laughs> okay, fair enough. I'm ashamed. Good. Yeah, but we were not a rationing. Moving on. <laughs> so it's a scary time, right? And we need to bring Christ into that and acknowledge that. Like, this is kind of nerve-wracking time. My own kids, I've asked them, I'm like, how are you guys feeling about this whole coronavirus and everything? And they're like, we're really nervous. yeah, I, And we don't know what to do with that. And so mm-hmm. we as parents have to let them know, like, Christ is here. Without being dismissive of the gravity of the situation, to yep. be like, Christ is journeying with us in the midst of it. And how can we invite him in? We've been praying as a family for the end of Corona. Um, we've been praying as a church as well. So we, we, we're going to start something at our own parish to where after every mass, 
<laughs> I guess for as long as we can continue to have masses after every mass, we're going to be praying for the, uh, for the end of the coronavirus, you know? Um, and so how do we bring Christ in and how do we empower families to bring Christ in? Ask yourself those questions because each community is different and the gravity of the amount of anxiety that's going on in each community is very different. Just like the, the opportunity to call and talk to people and, and pray with them about what's going on and even, even to pray into that fear, you know, or pray against that fear, you know, is, is, would be really cool. What are other ways that we can do ministry in this time? I think another way is in your domestic church. So literally to minister to your own family. I know this sounds weird, but as ministry leaders, sometimes our families get seconds. Yeah. They get leftovers. Like, figure out what it means to be the primary ministry leader in your own family, in your own home, and lean into that for a little while as well. Mm -hmm. And then, I know this is going to sound weird, and then document what worked, what didn't work, what things you had tried, and share it with your community to be like, hey, we tried to do this, and our family rosary worked really well, except for my three-year-old. And so this is what we did for him, and then we allowed him to color for the last three decades of the rosary or whatever it is to kind of share those things. Um, so test, play test your ministry leadership and then share what it looked like um, in your own domestic church and how it could be implemented in other people's. Yeah, and a, and a great way to get some tools and some different things for yourself is actually to, <laughs> there are there are other resources, resources out there, but Beyond the Pew, which is a resource of Ablaze Ministries, is is a great way for you to, as a parent, learn. You know, from a, a lot of different people. We have, have video resources out there, um, but then there's also a community online on Facebook. It's a it's a rather large community of parents who are who are doing just that. Like, how do I do prayer with a two year old? You know, how do I do prayer with a seven year old? You know, stuff like that. Guys, know that we are praying for you. We are in this obviously with you. Um, if you have any specific intentions, make sure and reach out and send them our way. If you have some specific case scenarios that you would like just some advice on, absolutely hit us up, ask us um, questions. We'd be happy to help. And like post the, to the community on Facebook. On, on Facebook, we've got a, a community of, of ministry leaders that have like that wealth of knowledge that you have there is invaluable in times like this. When when we are handling things or dealing with things that we've never dealt with before, we need to ask each other for help. We need our creativity as a community to, to flourish. And we as ministry leaders need to get action oriented as well. So much of what I've seen online in the socials and things like that have been people that have been frustrated. Oh, I should be able to receive communion on the tongue regardless of what the bishop says. Great, fine. Whatever those conversations go, they can be had. But I think we need to get focused on how do we continue to invite Christ into the midst of this, especially when things are changing, Mm -hmm. even if it's for a short amount of time. But I believe that the change could be a longer amount of time, too. What does it look like now that everyone's 401ks have been cut, cut by 20% and people are scared to be generous? Yeah. How can we continue to foster that generosity and acknowledge that God, our God, is still a God of abundance and still a God of providence and to bring that in? And so share your creativity, share the hope and share actionable items. Don't just vent about how this is a hard situation. I think everybody knows that this is a hard situation. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Let's continue this conversation online. Send your feedback to us at mla at ablaze.us.
And here at Ministry Leaders Anonymous, we believe that if you want to go quickly, go alone. If you want to go far, we go together. Take some time this week to pray for other ministry leaders and the domestic church. We'll see you guys next week on Ministry Leaders Anonymous. God bless. God bless.